Pastini is Eugene's new Italian bistro at Oakway Center, dedicated to serving up two of life's greatest pleasures, pasta and wine. Join them for classic favorites like spaghetti and meatballs, linguine with clams and sausage, and fettuccine Alfredo paired with hand-selected Pacific Northwest and Italian wines. Pastini. Eat pasta. Drink wine. Welcome to the Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Good morning and welcome to the Duck Pod. We are live in San Jose. This is Steve Mims along with Austin Meek recapping uh, what we would say was Oregon's improbable run to two victories as a 12 seed here in San Jose. But quite frankly, if you watched either of those two games, it didn't look very improbable either way. Oregon blew by fourth seeded Wisconsin in the second half and then came back last night and uh, took care of UC Irvine again. They kind of dominated the first half, had a, had a lull at the start of the second half and then pulled away and Turned into two blowout wins that the leaves Oregon is the only double digit in the Sweet 16. Yeah, almost an identical score as as the Wisconsin game, and you know, very much in the same pattern as as Oregon's last three games. Close at halftime, and then they stretched out in the second half. You know, this one was different because of the fact that UC Irvine hit Oregon with that run over the first seven and a half minutes or so of of the second half. Oregon couldn't do anything offensively. They were giving up some easy baskets. It was, a, I believe, a 16-0 run for UC Irvine that allowed them to take the lead at one point in the second half. So, you know, to, to give up 16 straight, uh, to go down by two points, and then to win the game by 19, <laughs> that tells you how Oregon closed the game. Um, you know, it really emphatically put UC Irvine away after after that run to start the second half. Yeah, and as I wrote about it, it sort of turned into a celebration on the court. We've seen, you know, Kenny Wooten again at seven blocks last night, had four the game before. He's really been really into it for both those games, which is obviously a, a key when he's engaged like that. Last night, Dana kind of went with a six-man rotation. He played Francis Socorro for only nine minutes, but basically Amin and, and Richardson came off the bench and played most of the time. And he talked about how kind of the long TV timeouts in the NCAA tournament can allow you to do that. But Ehab Amin was huge off the bench. He came in, hit four three-pointers, which hasn't been exactly his strength this year. He had, goes four for four, comes up with, uh, during that decisive run, or go-ahead run, after he hit the three-pointer, he took a charge and then forced a 10-second violation. It was just kind of all over the court. It seemed like rebounds-wise, he'd come flying in from the perimeter and either grab one or throw it back out. Pritchard was his self, what we've seen, 18-7 and seven from him, which has just kind of become the norm there. So we, we've seen it just feels like, you know, for the last 10 games, not just Oregon's won 10 games in a row, but it's just sort of been 10 performances without really a stinker in it, and you've kind of just gotten to, seems like every player right now pretty consistent. You kind of know what you're going to get on a game-by-game basis. Yeah, I think part of what makes this run so remarkable, and I, I wrote this in my column this morning, is you, know, you look at the other teams that are in the Sweet 16, they had to win two games to get there. Oregon had to win six games to get to the Sweet 16. They had to win every single one of their Pac-12 tournament games. If they'd lost any one of those games, they would not have been in the NCAA tournament, and then they had to win their two games here in San Jose to move on. Um, you know that's a that's an incredibly impressive run. In some ways, I think it's even more impressive than you know just some Cinderella team that gets hot for one weekend and wins two games. Um, you know, Oregon certainly does not fit the mold of your typical 
12 seed, your typical Cinderella team. They have a ton of talent. They've got a McDonald's All-American. They've got four-star guys coming off the bench. Um, you know, Oregon is is a talented team. Um, but what they've had to do over this last month uh, with absolutely no margin for error is, is pretty remarkable, and, and somehow they've kept it going. Yeah, and now the question becomes how far does it go? I think I think it's safe to say Oregon leaves here, and like you say, the 12th seed, I don't think anybody was too stunned. I think every time everybody looked at the bracket, just being close to home, on the street there on, Wisconsin wasn't kind of an overwhelming force five seed there. So I think this wasn't a huge surprise that Oregon got out of this weekend. Next weekend's a little different. Oregon goes in there. It's going to be Virginia, which is one of the one seeds. But really, you look at it, I mean, Virginia's a team that you know slows the pace, which is Oregon's been doing lately, and not a team that's going to you know run away from Oregon or anything like that. I think the Ducks certainly feel like they go in there, put together another consistent performance like that. They'll find themselves in the game with five minutes to go. And once again, I don't think it would be an upset at this point if if they were close with Virginia and maybe could get them at the end. Yeah, I, I anticipate this game is going to follow the same formula that, that Oregon's last three or four games have followed. I, I think it'll be a close game at halftime. Um, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and you know, with the kind of confidence Oregon's playing with, um, I think they should go in there feeling like the, they absolutely can win that game. And you know, the uh, the wild card, I guess, is you know you're playing Virginia, and Virginia is a team that has a history of whether you want to call it choking or whatever, <laughs> a team that has lost to lower seeds, has gone in as a one seed, and has yet to make the Final Four. So I, I think you do wonder, does, does Virginia start to tighten up? You know, if, if Oregon um, is, is in a close game at halftime, if Oregon's making some shots in the second half, does Virginia start to think, oh boy, here we go again. You know, we're playing a 12 seed. On paper, it looks like we've got an easy path into the Elite Eight, but we're running into a hot team here that's making some shots. And, you know, does, does Virginia have the firepower to withstand that? I, I think it's going to be a really fascinating game. I, I really do. Yeah, and I think one thing you won't see Oregon do at this point is tighten up. I mean, I think Oregon's, you know, Virginia may come out and beat them, play better, and, and knock them out. But I think at this point, I'd be surprised to see Oregon, you know, kind of struggle with the bright lights. This seems like a team that's pretty confident in themselves. I think they feel like, hey, we might be surprising people, but they've felt like they've been this talented all year long. Just took a while to get it together. I, I don't think Virginia's a Duke at this point to where they're going to have kind of the name recognition or anything that's going to get Oregon. And the following game, too, you know, if they won that, they'd get Purdue and Tennessee. I think this next week sets up again to where Oregon may go in, you know, nationally with people seeing them as the 12 seed. But I think the Ducks go in feeling pretty good about their chances if they play the way they can or the way they have these last few weeks that that they'll give themselves a shot against both those teams. So, um, so that'll do it from San Jose. Five days at the SAP Center, and uh, Austin and I are going to head back home today. Austin will be on his uh, train ride again this afternoon, um, and this journey continues. The uh, both the men and the women. The men are off to Louisville, and that will be a Thursday night game, so they have a quick turnaround. They go from Friday, Sunday this week to Thursday, Saturday next week. It's a 7 o'clock Pacific game. And uh, the Oregon women, of course, will be up in Portland. They'll be on the other days, Friday and Sunday, with the women up. So the men and the women, both in the Sweet 16, and uh, we will have all the coverage for you at DuckSports.com. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always available at DuckSports.com. DuckSports.com.